And we're back. Hello, everyone, to Tea and Biscuits. I'm Julianne. And I'm Stephanie. And we are here once again to talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs, a.k.a. Chaos Playoffs, a.k.a. It's over. Our Stanley Cup winners. Stanley Cup winners. Play Gloria, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I actually didn't. I haven't heard Gloria yet. What? Yeah, I haven't haven't heard it since the final. I, I haven't. Yeah, because they didn't play it, I think, after immediately afterwards on oh, the TV. Oh, yeah, I can hear my head. Actually, this morning, yeah. I was hearing Gloria in my head. And I thought to myself for a hot minute, maybe I should play a little bit for this podcast. Then yeah. realized we're going to have to pay a licensing fee to play it. <laughs> so no one will hear Gloria. You can hear it in your head. It you is, can hear it in your head. I do appreciate the St. Louis was reintroducing me to that song. Because it's one that you know, but it's not one that I've ever like, really like put on a playlist before. It's a great song. It's a great song. And the fact that it came out of Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, at a bar in Philadelphia. And it became the theme song. For a team in St. Louis. And it carried them all the way to the cup. carried them all the way to the cup. Hashtag play Gloria. Yeah. So let's talk about our eventual uh, Stanley Cup winners, the St. Louis Blues. Um, We were left off game five, Uh and we were predicting. And uh, game six, we saw them lose on home ice. Yes. And uh, the Boston Bruins forced a game seven. Mm -hmm. Steph, were you surprised? Um, I was a little surprised at game seven. Given the way they played in... Game five, I really thought St. Louis was going to wrap it up, so I was surprised that we went to a game seven. I agree. I agree. And when we saw the way that they played during that time span in game six, I thought by the time we got to game seven, we've always thought that they were going to pull it off eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't didn't think it would take seven games for St. Louis. I thought they would probably pull it off in six. The Uh fact that the Bruins forced it to game seven, I was really afraid that game seven, uh, we were going to see another Bruins-Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. Um, not to mince words or anything, but I personally was not <laughs> rooting for that scenario. I'm going to offend a lot of people out there, but it's true. Boston yeah. doesn't need – we had this whole conversation. Boston doesn't need another championship. It's good. Um, so I was thinking to myself, oh, no, they're on home ice. What's going to happen? And we really should have thought about the past couple of cups mm-hmm. and the fact that um, in the last couple of years, no one's won on home ice. Mm. The Penguins have never won on home ice. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's a good stat to know. Yeah. That is true because uh, last year, D.C. went in Vegas. Yeah. Right? And then um, the Penguins won in Asheville. The Penguins won in San Jose. Yep. That was a heartbreaker. Yeah. And then, so, yeah. So, we were seeing, like, this kind of trend. Um, So, we should have thought, based on that, that maybe game seven, here we are in the finals. And uh, with St. Louis... uh, with their backs against the wall in, in a lot of ways, um, after kind of like this really terrible eventful game six, mm-hmm. come out and they win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, I, the way the first period was going, I really thought Boston had it. But uh, it was very similar to the game five, I felt, where Boston comes out and they're just, it, the shots were what, 14 to two? Something crazy like that. It yeah. was crazy. And then there was, we were getting towards like in period three, someone was like, has there been a penalty at all this game? And I was like, there wasn't the first period, but no one noticed because it looked like the rest of the period where yeah. it was just Boston dominating. I feel like I didn't, I didn't think there was much of uh, a thing going on with them or I didn't think St. Louis had anything going for them until that really terrible change that Brad Marchand did. Yeah, it's tough to watch. Right at the end of the first period yeah. where he should have just stayed on the ice for 10 more seconds and right. he decided he just needed to get back on the bench and he that St. Louis Blue just like walked right past him right and, and then he scored a goal and then I think from that point on it was just all about the Blues like Bennington was insane like insane. some of his saves were crazy yeah. yeah I mean I mean he kept them in that game for that whole first period I agree There's so many shots that could have just been a bounce one way and Boston would have had a lead. It was wild. And I do think, I mean, if you're talking about both of those goalies, like Tukarask was a 
beast in game six. Like, he was a wall in game Tuka six. Tuka breaks my heart. Poor Tuka. And you know that they're blaming him in Boston. You know Boston's <laughs> never going to forgive him for this. Ever. And it's so sad. Did you see him at the very end? He just sat when he, they pulled him. And, uh, like, with three was, minutes left. And he just had his head on his stick. And I just wanted to hug him. Because he played amazing all playoffs. And also, he hadn't had a shot for, like, 16 minutes in that first period. And, I mean, and you've got to say it, too, that, like, you know, we were going into the third period, mm-hmm. and it looked like they were going to get shut out. I honestly yes. thought they were going to get shut out. Yeah, the way Bennington was playing. And, like, by the time they like hit that, it was, like, 4-0. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is not going to end well at all. And mm-hmm. then here we are the empty net, and they finally scored a goal. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, kind of too little too late. But, you know, mm-hmm. you never know with hockey, mm-hmm. like, in the last oh, minute yeah. or two. I mean, they could have... They could have come back. Like, it wasn't, like, one of those things. And I think even the Blues a little bit, you, you weren't seeing them overly celebrate. Like, in that, like, last minute, they were still really working hard. And then I think it really was only until, like, they scored again. And then they had that kind of, like, last 10 seconds. Um, even Jordan Bennington looked happy at one point. <laughs> I know. First time you've ever seen him show emotion. <laughs> he actually, like, threw his stick and would look yeah. super pumped. Because uh, the whole time, like, he just looked like he was so stone-faced. Yeah. Um, and, like, that celebration was crazy. He deserved it. He earned it. I agree. And I think it was amazing to see a team that has never won a Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. win a Stanley Cup, and to see the kind of joy. And we talked a little bit about it in the last podcast of the way that St. Louis has been their fans um, in that city leading up into this because it's kind of this, I don't want to say it's like a miracle, but mm-hmm. I mean, in some ways it yeah. is. I mean, they were the last team in the league in January. There were some statistics I saw where there's been no, none of the major four teams have yeah. been in that place and gone on to win. Like it's never happened before. The team has been in that place in any of the major four sports and gone on to win the championship. I mean, the odds for Las Vegas, there was that fan that bet on yeah. them, $400 bet. 250 to 1. That was the odds for them to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, he's made $100,000. But 250 to 1 at the end of January, and the fact that they came out, went all the way to a Game 7. I mean, it still could have gone either way. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. It could have gone either way. Uh, Game 7, and to pull that off, I mean, hats off to you. It's amazing. There was no Stanley Cup, previous Stanley Cup winners on that team. That's wild. No one had won a Stanley Cup on that team. And um, Jay Jay Bomeister. Uh, mm-hmm. The defenseman, who is the second guy to get the cup after uh, mm-hmm. their captain, uh, has played over a thousand games. He's never won a cup. That's amazing. So I think that's great. I think it was yeah. like such a great story. Um, yeah. Oh, I never. I didn't see Bennington holding the cup, which I felt he deserved. Near the end. I yeah, think. yeah. 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 So I was like, that should be the shot because he's the one who really won well, that game. I was game. trying to remember when the Pens won with Matt Murray. Yeah. Didn't he get the cup a little bit late too? I'm trying to remember. Because he, I mean, Benny Eventually, did, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't remind me a lot of Matt Murray, his rookie season. It really, yeah, really. Just, and, you know, and a lot of people are saying, too, because he's a restricted free agent. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're wondering, where is the comparison? And we're going to have to talk about all this stuff um, after all the free agent stuff happens July 1st. Mm-hmm. Where is he going to land as far as payout? Mm-hmm. Because there's never been a precedence for a rookie like that, a restricted free agent. Because Matt Murray is different because he was coming from the minors. Yeah. So he didn't have that kind of a contract coming up. But here's a guy that's probably going to expect a payday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you earned it. He only played half the season. Right. That's thing. This is his first year. Yeah. Are they going to pay the man? I think they should. Yeah. They're paying Jake Allen, like, who knows how much money, four or five million dollars. I think this guy deserves some money, too. I mean, I don't think that there's many goalies in the league that could have withstood that, like, barrage, that those, like, that 17-minute straight barrage in the first period. I feel like, yeah, I agree. Stayed calm and just was a wall. It was really impressive. 
I was super impressed by the St. Louis Blues, and though uh, I will say that I did call it, Steph, I called, I mean, my bracket is crap, guys. <laughs> I don't think anyone. <laughs> my bracket yeah. is super crap, yeah. but I did say Western Conference team. Yes, you did. I did say Western yes. Conference team, and that was even when my dreams of the Islanders getting close right. was still there. I thought to myself, no, it's going to be a Western Conference team this year, and I'm really glad yeah. that um, they were able to pull it off. So, it's very exciting. What were your thoughts about Ryan O'Reilly and his consmith? Um, Ryan O'Reilly, huge fan. I would not heard of him prior to the Blues' big playoff run, but coming from the Buffalo Sabres. I loved him. I thought he was amazing. He's a great player. Um, what was so tragic is when they traded him from uh-huh. the Sabres, uh, one of the things he had said right before that he was in this culture of losing and he lost the love of the game, mm-hmm. which was this huge deal in Buffalo. And then, you know, some speculated that was probably one of the reasons why he got traded. And then he gets a chance in St. Louis. And I think one of the first things he said to the general manager, he's like, we're going to win the Stanley Cup. Uh-huh. And um, I mean, I feel like everyone says that. But yeah. <laughs> I feel like he really meant it deep yeah. down in his heart. So um, he was beast. He, he was, was amazing. He was crazy. Like, I felt like, I don't think, I definitely want to say that I don't think he was carrying them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for St. Louis in general, I think there were a whole bunch of different people that mm-hmm. were contributing. I think he deserved it. I think the only other person that I would say maybe could probably deserve it more, I would say, is their goalie. I would agree. That was the only one where that I was like, That was the only one where I was like, mm. After that game seven, I was like, Ooh. But I did see a statistic that he was the first person to score four consecutive goals four goals in four consecutive games in a Stanley Cup final since Wayne Gretzky yes I saw which that. is yeah. very impressive and apparently he's also the leader in playoff points for any of the St. Louis Blues so, so yeah I mean it's I mean, totally fair but I yeah I think the cops actually go to a goalie sometime particularly one that played as well as Bennington in the series that's true and you know and any other person I was thinking to myself if it was going to go to Bennington I thought maybe they would probably give it to O'Reilly but mm-hmm. it would have been hilarious if they had given it to someone on the, the Boston Bruins which has happened before in the past like right. you know one of the losers um, has won the cops and really I wonder if like that's one of those consolation prizes you would not want because right. you prefer to have the cup right um, right That'd be tough. But yeah, I think people were, it was tossing out Tuka for it. Um, but. We'll never know. Yeah. I feel like if they had won, it was probably going to be too Oh yeah, fast. I would agree. I would agree with I that, agree. yeah. Um, aside from uh, the bubble and the jaw wiring of their Captain Chara. Okay, so can we talk, at the end of the handshakes, he was talking to people on the other team. How was he talking? I wonder if he was mumbling stuff. I do. Like, I saw him talking. I was like, how is Char talking? Well, I think they were saying that it's really hard for him to talk and it hurts right. for him to talk. So maybe he, he said it was broken in two places and there were pins in it. So maybe he just said stuff like, thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't, if my job was broken in two places, I would not say anything. Um, yeah, you can mime it. You don't need to say anything aloud. I mean, he, ha- he seemed to like have like, a huge heart to heart with like, yeah. you know, Alex Pictrian. He had a whole conversation. Yeah. I was like, sir, your jaw's broken. Can, Lay down. Can we say, though, that, like, at the end, when, like, the Bruins had lost, like, they had mm. finally, like, kind of settled in and they lost, yeah. and all of them, like, kind of, like, sunk to the ground, and they were on their knees, mm-hmm. and then you saw Brad Marchand, you know, like, he was crying. Yeah. And, you know, it was one of those things where you're just like, wow. Yeah. Like, I, it, you know, and I think it just comes to the thing, and they're, like, in Boston, in front of mm-hmm. all their fans, in front of who we found out were their celebrity oh, fans. Oh, yeah, all their celebrity fans. We solved a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg, yes. Steve Carell, um, Michael J. Fox. Fox. Dennis Leary, obviously. Matt Damon. Matt da- was he there? I don't know if he was there, but he did a commercial for them, so we'll count Oh, okay, him. okay, okay. John Krasinski, because right. he was calling out Pam. Right, with Roy. That's right, with Roy yeah. from The Office. 
so can we talk about the two spans that I saw, which were Andy Cohen and Tom Colicchio from the Bravo TV Network there, and they did not get a intermission interview, and I was very upset because I feel like there is overlap in the Venn diagram of Bravo TV fans and NHL fans, and that person is me. We exist. <laughs> we just I wanted to see Andy Cohen get an intermission interview. I think that would be great for the game. You know, and I was surprised, and then I thought to myself, that's right, I feel like Tom Colicchio probably is from that area, is he yeah, not? I, I, yeah. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure if Tom Colicchio was there. Apparently he's from New Jersey, so I don't know if he was there supporting Andy or if he's a fan of the Bruins or St. Louis. I, just, I don't know, but he was he was there with Andy. That's interesting. Sitting together. But yeah, I was like, these are my two, two of my favorite people on Bravo at one of my favorite sports. I mean, I would have loved yeah. to hear a commentary from them because I, I, I really enjoyed the commentary. Can I just say, I enjoyed the commentary from Charles Barkley. Oh my God, it was amazing. Who looked like he just tossed on a random shirt yeah. to get on. <laughs> but when he compared Sidney Crosby yes. to Kawhi yes. uh, from the amazing. Raptors, when they were like, who could it be? I thought to myself, you know what? Dead on. Dead on. <laughs> I was like, Charles Barkley, you should be commentating hockey. I know. He's, yeah, he's the best. I would love to hear your thoughts, you know, just to have, like, you know, random thoughts come in yeah. um, from someone who may be kind of like us, that, like, just yeah. fan of the game, just wants to talk about it, and yeah. it's not necessarily, like, you know, sitting there with stats and things like that. Yeah, totally. He's a very good ambassador for the NHL during the NBA playoffs, I feel. He's always <laughs> talking about how hockey's the playoffs are exciting, they're happening, he shows up at the game. He does. <laughs> He's great. I love love him. I think he was super excited because I think it was the first Game 7 final he'd ever been at and I mean to the point where he even thanked Gary Bettman and no one thinks Gary Bettman. <laughs> no one does. Well, do Gary Bettman. There was an adorable little Bruins kid like behind the glass with double thumbs down to Gary <laughs> Bettman and I, that made me laugh a lot. I mean it's just so funny because the contrast of like the hate that Gary Bettman gets I mean, some would say well-deserved. Yes. <laughs> um, but in comparison to, like, what happened with the NBA Finals, yeah. just to take it back a little bit, yeah. Adam Silver and, like, the kind of, I don't want to say adulation he gets, but he gets the respect, at least, that people listen to him when he's talking and don't boo, <laughs> which I just found so crazy to me because I thought to myself, you know, watching uh, the NBA Finals, which has nothing to do with this podcast, yeah. But watching that and seeing the contrast between the commissioners. Oh, absolutely. And just, like, seeing the booing, like, and he's giving away trophies no, and they don't care. everyone's furious. Did you like the fireworks, the new touch of the fireworks on the ice? I didn't even really notice. <laughs> I did notice that Gary Bettman's microphone wasn't on for the first couple minutes he was talking, and I don't know if that was intentional, and mm-hmm. if it was, thank you, NBCSN. Yeah, that was, that was nice of you. Because uh, they cut him off, but they left the microphones on for mm-hmm. all the celebrating uh, St. Louis mm-hmm. Blues with a cup, and I think I heard the, <laughs> the F word just uttered with a lot of, like, hey, boys. <laughs> right and left. <laughs> right and left. Yeah. Anyone that touched it, that was the first it thing out of their mouth. amazing. Ryan O'Reilly's very Canadian apology yeah. when he said it was so beautiful. I loved it. <laughs> I think this is why I love this sport. These adorable Canadian boys. <laughs> when they say sorry, they're like, I'm so yeah. sorry. National television didn't yeah. mean it. But they're so excited. They were they were super happy. And yeah. I love that, you know, they take the time out, I think, for every single person to touch this cup and take a photo with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially for a team that has never, ever won. And they really were kind of like the, now like they're this team that finally did something for St. Louis. And mm-hmm. when they were back on to the plane and there was that photo that was going around mm-hmm. with uh, Ryan O'Reilly and Pat Maroon. And yeah. Ryan O'Reilly had a really strange uh, bottle of Guinness. Yeah, but you didn't know they sold Guinness bottles like that. <laughs> I don't know, it was a very fancy bottle yeah. of Guinness. And it was like kind of tropical, it looked like a tropical cooler. Yeah, it was very Guinness. strange. <laughs> I wanted to kind of zoom in on yeah. to see what tropical cooler Guinness it was, but I thought, that's just weird, so I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah. Odd but, choice. 
You're going to be partying all night. It's like a, p- a bottle of Guinness on a plane. All right. They look like they were having fun. Like, there was lots yeah. of videos of them singing, like, yeah. you know, all these, like, random songs yeah. on the plane. And, like, I think they went back to St. Louis, like, 5 a.m. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there were still fans out there. But I want to know if they're going to have celebration style like Alex Ovechkin with the Cubs. Right. Cup. Considering that both those franchises have never won. True. So the Capitals were so pumped right. that they just like they partied with it all year long. And yeah. I want to know if the Blues are going to party with it all year long. I mean, they might. It's fifty-two years is a long time to not have a cup. I mean, uh, I don't know. But I don't know if anyone can top Ovechkin. You <laughs> really took it to the next level. <laughs> Ovechkin would have married yeah. the Stanley Cup. Yeah, record. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the Blues wanted it, but I don't know if anybody's wanted a cup as much as Ovechkin did. <laughs> Ovechkin had way, way lots of fun, like, within yeah. the first 24 hours. Yeah. So it's just kind of, I'm, I'm only imagining what it was right. like um, to have it, but to finally have it in their hands. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So moving on from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other final thoughts on the... Uh, um, I thought the complete lack of penalties was amazing. <laughs> the fact that there was not a single one for two periods. Do we think that was because of all the the horrible, like, yeah, complaining I think they about really, the refs? Yeah, they really wanted because to Because I... I feel like in Game 7 they generally don't call them anyway, and they really wanted to let them play, but still, even when they were down... 2-0 in the third. I was like, okay, well, Bruins will get one. Because it's also not like everyone's not fouling each other constantly. It's, it's like there's nothing to call. Um, so Maybe yeah, they so would just counter each other out because they were just fouling yeah, each other exactly. at some point. And it would have to have been really blatant maybe for them right. to call something. Right. But I agree. I was yeah. so surprised um, that it didn't. they weren't calling anything, considering the fact that they just seemed to be calling everything. Right. In every single series we were watching. Right. Even this one, they were calling all sorts of crazy things. I feel like game six, there were a ton of penalties. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe the NHL told them to calm down a little yeah. bit and didn't want them to call. And they, you're right, they wanted them just to play and to see who would win. Yeah, I mean, um, there were some stretches of that game that were so exciting, like the back and forth. So it is lovely when they just let them play. I thought it was a great game. Yeah, seven. I, I thought mean, it was really fun. I will say, like, you know, even when, and they talk about it a lot, I think, when you're up three goals, it's like the... The, like the dreaded up three goals <laughs> thing where it's scariously yeah where yeah you're up three goals and in about a minute you're not going to be right. and like you should not be sitting pretty on three goals you need to get more than three goals right? right and so they were up and I thought to myself well I don't know I mean it could still go either way especially with hockey and the way that you see people in like the left that's what's so exciting about watching it and when you turn your head away mm-hmm. for a second and all of a sudden someone's scoring a freaking goal and you're like when did, uh, all I did was turn my head away <laughs> yeah. and this is happening right now and we've seen so many instances I think where someone scored three goals in like 15, 20 seconds, you win your face off, you're in the zone. Oh, it just, absolutely. It just happens. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. Amazing stuff. Um, and I was very sad uh, the other night, though, to know that that was the last hockey game we're going to see I in a know. real long time. I know. I miss it already. It just, it breaks my heart a little. Yeah. I, you know, I'm glad that it went all the way to game seven so we could stretch right. it out and totally. we could watch as much hockey as possible. But when we get to the end, I just, I get really sad about it and I can't yeah. wait for the preseason to start. I know. Because I want to watch more hockey. It's a few long months without any exciting hockey games. It truly is the best sport. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, that the day after the Stanley Cup happened, I think they put out odds already for favorites for next year's Stanley Cup. Okay. And up on the top of this list is the Tampa Bay Lightning, 6-1. to one. Again? Guys, we're going to do it and again? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just, whew, after the, the chaos playoffs that we witnessed, yeah. 
where after that first the first round, I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah. And then even getting into the second round, like even when we got to the end, I was, you know, I mean, by the I guess by the time we got through the conference finals, we were just like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. But the fact that they're betting that early on. I mean, and I, again, I will never forgive the Tampa Bay Lightning for ruining my bracket this year. I will never back them. <laughs> I do not trust them. Well, I am not going to bet on them ever again. I will say, yes, they failed me. But, you know, to be honest, they did fail us the year before when yeah. the Capitals beat them. Yeah. And I, they only had one job. Yes. The staff, they only had one job to keep the Capitals out. And they could not capitalize I, on that. I've so. lost. Tampa Bay has lost my trust. So you're right. I, I yeah. think I'm going to go against the grade. But you know what's going to happen? Everyone's going to be like, we shouldn't bet on Tampa Bay. And then they're going to turn it around. Absolutely. And then, They'll get that underdog mentality. Yeah. As soon yeah. as you put it out there in the universe, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, because obviously the universe does not care about my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> does not care. The hockey gods have their own plan, their own agenda. <laughs> but yeah, I was watching with my friend who was like um, a big baseball and football fan, but, fr- but a huge Boston fan. So got into like kind of the hockey playoffs. And the whole time was just kind of after that first period, I was like, yeah, it's the hockey gods. This is why all hockey players are superstitious and crazy. Because given the way the Bruins played, there's no reason why they went into the second period down too well. No reason. Aside from just a few bad bounces. Lucky, lucky bounces. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and it always irritates me to hear the commentators say that, but it's yeah. so true. It, yeah, I mean, there's no other explanation for it. It's, it's so maddening true. to watch. You just, like, you see, yeah. like, the, the puck just, like, go right there. Yeah. Like, the whole, like, there's no way anyone yeah. stop it. And you're like, how the hell did that happen? Or come in from, like, crazy angles. And you're right. Yeah. You're right. Totally right. Um, moving on from the excitement yes. of that, next week we're going to see the NHL Awards. Yeah. So, which I think is going to be very interesting considering the fact that everyone votes on these things before the Stanley Cup. Because they don't want the Stanley Cup playoffs to kind of color what's happening preseason, right? Because they're supposed to be about the regular season. Right. So we've got a lot of thoughts, uh, I think, uh, about who we are predicting for winners for the NHL Awards. Mm-hmm. So I thought we would go through each of the uh, categories and talk about it. Yeah, totally. Really quick. So we've got for, we'll start with the Selkie, which uh-huh. is the best defensive forward. Yes. We've got uh, Patrice Bergeron, mm-hmm. Ryan O'Reilly, and Mark Stone. That's so funny. That's so funny because if Bergeron wins, I mean, I've, I've heard people complain about his performance in the final. Um, and Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, well, and see, this is where this yeah. conversation gets weird because if you yeah. ask me today, right. I, would I, would, I would totally say Ryan O'Reilly. In a hand slide. Correct. Or a landslide, but if you asked me, yeah, two I, months if ago. If you asked me a couple months ago, I would have picked Patricia Bros wrong. Yeah. No offense to Mark Stone, who I think is great. He started the Ottawa Senators, he ended up with the biggest Golden Knights. Yeah, he's been amazing at um, the Knights. He's been great, but maybe he's going to be our wild horse or dark horse. Yeah. And he's going to end up yeah. kind of Yeah, because he played, he played amazing, particularly at the beginning of the playoffs, too. Yeah. And, yeah, Vegas, aside from the... That the wild five minute pedal, <laughs> like the Vegas could have made a deep run in the playoffs um, with Stone. You um, know, as a Sharks fan, yeah. I'll give you a little of that. I'll give you a little of that. <laughs> I'm just saying that it wasn't. Uh, it was not Mark Stone's fault that they did not make no, a deep run in the playoffs. True. And so true, yeah, yeah, and so he was playing very very well. Um, so yeah, I would not be surprised. So who are you gonna go with in this? I'm one? gonna go with Stone. I'm gonna go with Bergeron. Yeah, no, because I think you might be right. I, because I feel like people just default Bergeron because he's he is a great player. I will not regret that. Do you that. think the comeback that the St. Louis Blues made at the end of the season to get into the playoffs is enough to give Ryan O'Reilly an edge? No, because okay. I think they're gonna give him something. We'll get down because he's also up for the Lady Bing. Oh, interesting. Which is for like the most gentlemanly player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think 
I feel like they're going to throw him a bone there. Okay. <laughs> but we'll, right. we'll get back to that. But I, okay. I want to say that most of the folks that vote for it probably by default, Patrice Bergeron's not such a flashy player. Right. And they always really appreciate, like, when they compare oh, yeah. people to defense forwards, they're always like, Patrice Bergeron is sort of like the gold standard. And I feel like a lot of people won't stray away from that. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same way, and I'm going to get a lot of flack for saying this too, when Connor McDavid just gets automatically picked for, like, the most valuable player for mm-hmm. doing I don't want to say he's doing nothing, but uh, we can we can talk about the yeah. Oilers and their dynasty another day. That's that's a long story. That's another, a, long con- a whole a longer, conversation. A longer conversation. So the Lady Bing, which is the most gentleman player, you've got Alexander Barkov, Sean Monahan from the Calgary Flames, and then Ryan O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give this to Ryan O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. And that's just for which is this the weirdest category because it's basically about people staying out of the penalty box. I know. And you would assume that the refs are the ones who vote on these, but they don't because they would probably be the ones to know who's the most. I'll put this in quotation marks, gentlemanly. Right. Um, but I almost want to say it's right. I want to go with Ryan O'Reilly just yeah. to default him to give him throw him a bone. Yeah. Because um, the other two, eh, you know. I think your reasoning makes sense. <laughs> also, to note, Ryan O'Reilly had an amazing playoff beer. One of the best times I feel like I've ever seen. That's fair. Not that it should factor into him winning the Lady Big or not, but it did. I was impressed every time I saw it. That's fair, and I will throw out, too, that I love that nobody just put in their teeth. Oh, my God. They just let it go. They just let it go. There was Andy Cohen was, um, before the game, was talking to Patrick Sharp. They did an interview with him, and he, he commented on Patrick Sharp's teeth. He was like, what a set of teeth on you. Because <laughs> it's true. It is. It's it is. so true. It is. And, you know, and I will say, like, with all the great things that Ryan O'Reilly did, like, uh, what was so funny about, like, and now we're kind of backtracking a little bit, mm-hmm. we were talking about, like, the finals and the kind of responses that these people were, like, you know, or responses other teams were giving. One of the greatest ones I saw was, I think, the San Jose Sharks trolled and said, you know, yay, congratulations to St. Louis Blues. Just want to say, Logan Couture, most points by any player during the entire playoffs. Really? <laughs> yes, and they did not win. So oh, Wow. That's a whole other conversation. That's but, crazy. Um, okay, so let's go to the Masterton Trophy, which is dedication to hockey. That's Nick Foligno, Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, Robin Leonard from the Islanders, and then Joe Thornton, San Jose Sharks. Oh, it's got to be Thornton. I'm going to go Robin Leonard. I mean, I love him, too. Yeah. Um, that would be a great... The only reason why I say that is because of his whole mental health issue and right. what he had to go through in these addictions to have the career that he had. Yeah. I think will pull on more heartstrings. Otherwise, I would say would go to Joe Thornton because of the fact that he has never won a Stanley Cup. And he's such a great human being, yeah. apparently. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. yeah I actually wouldn't be mad about Nick Foligno. Yeah. Because they had a really lovely Cinderella run, too. That's a whole other story. Yeah. That we can get into when we talk about the offseason. Yeah. And what's going to happen when their free agents leaves. Whoops. <laughs> too much. <laughs> going on. Moving on. Um, the Vesnia, which is the best goaltender. We've got Ben Bishop, um, Robin Leonard, again, and Andrew oh, um, Vasilevsky. Andre Vasilevsky. I wanted to call him Andrea, mm. but I think that's incorrect. Interesting. Um. I don't think they're going to give it to Leonard. Uh, that's who I would vote for, but I agree. I don't think he's going to win. Because they won the Jennings Trophy, the tandem, him and Thomas Grice, for um, goals against average. And I think they, they won that one. But I think he didn't play enough games for it to be anything. And I think I personally think they're going to give it to Ben Bishop. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was going to say Vess Lesby. Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel, yeah. During the regular season, oh, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that because technically Tampa Bay had the right. best record all exactly. season. If you were voting on it three mo- two months ago... Okay, you know what? I'm in my chamber of mind. Yeah, I'm in my chamber of mind there. I don't know. Huh. 
I was thinking to myself that the like, Dallas Stars and Bendership had a nice turnaround. No, they absolutely right. did. It, no, I mean, it could go to him. But that's My gut is saying that, but I don't know. You're right, but like a couple months ago, before the, the playoffs started, I would have gone Vasilevsky. Yeah. I would have been like, he's a wall, and then <laughs> found out he was not, and that's not even about his it's fault. It's such a weird thought experiment to be like, <laughs> what were my feelings on this two months ago? Two months before ago. Everything, before literally everything changed. Uh, two months ago, and when we get to the Hart Trophy, like yeah. this is going to be where I'd be like, two months ago, we would have had a whole other conversation. Yeah. The Norris Trophy Best Defenseman, mm-hmm. Brad Burns, San Jose Shark, Mike Gir- Mark Giordano from the Flames, and then Victor Hedman from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Has Burns won this before? He has. Okay. I think he won last year. Yeah. And I think Hedman's won already as well. Yeah. Um, has never won. I think okay. he's been nominated before. Um, he's had a career. He had a career year. Okay. I'd almost vote for sentimental reasons. I feel like they would give it to him. No, go with him. Um, but two months ago, the Tampa Bay Lightning right. were on top of it. So maybe they could have so funny if the Lightning like, sweep these awards. <laughs> awkward. All I can say so is awkward. awkward. But it's, it could happen. I mean, yeah, I could. Yeah. The kind of speeches they would give, too. It would be so funny. Would be amazing. Yeah. Um, I just can't wait to see them all there. And just, yeah. like, to see their faces. I love, I, love, I love the suits they wear. Brett Burns always wears an amazing suit. Got great it's style. That's true. Oh. Um, the King Clancy Memorial Trophy, which is basically for, like, community service and such. Uh, uh, Oliver ekman Larson from the Coyotes. Henrik Lundqvist from the Rangers. Mm. And then Jason Zucker from the Minnesota Wild. The weird thing about this one is I don't know enough information, but I would say just because we're here in New York that it would be Lundquist. Right. Because the man just doesn't seem to be able to get near the finals. I feel like like he deserves the community service award for staying with the Rangers. (laughs) That's a consolation prize. They should give him an award for that. That's He's doing it out of the goodness of his heart. So The fact that they're rebuilding and he's like, I'm cool, I'll stay, is amazing. Yeah, so So, for for giving back to his community. All right, let's go there. I agree. We're going with Lundquist. Uh, The Mark Messier NHL Leadership Award. uh, It's Mark Giordano, who's the captain of the Flames. Wayne Simmons, uh, who was in... Philadelphia, but moved to Nashville. Right. And then Justin Williams, who's the captain of the Carolina Hurricanes. And I will say that a few months ago, I would not have pegged Justin Williams. But the fact that the Canes made such a deep run, now I would have picked him before who would we have gone with. But the I feel like Carolina also kind of turned themselves around in terms of getting into the playoffs. That's fair. They also had kind of a, not a, not as intense as the Blues, but a similar Blues storyline. All right, I'll, I'll give it to that. Because like, they were doing Storm Surge then, too. But I also know that everyone who like, <laughs> votes hates that. But for me, I was like, that's great. I mean, it really got them. Well, yeah. I think it's, I believe it's the, uh, the Association of Writers that votes on these oh, ones. Okay. So... Oh, interesting. So maybe. Maybe they'll give it to Justin Williams. Yeah, they did. I feel like they had a good narrative. For sentimental reasons. Yeah. All right, so we're coach of the year. It's Craig Berube, obviously, St. Louis Blues. Mm-hmm. John Cooper, Tampa Bay Lightning, Barry Trotz, New York Islanders. Again, we have to think about this like it wasn't the playoffs. Because if it was, I would totally go with Berube. But uh, because but he, it's not. He's only an interim coach, too. Yeah. Which but is impressive. From last place, yeah. though, he turned that team around to make the playoffs. But I'm going to go biased complete yeah. with Barry Trotz because of the fact that he turned around the Islanders, the worst defensive team in the league, to, like, the best. So I will go with him. Yeah. I mean, without um, Tavares, what he's done with that team is insane. Oh, it's we're really going to have to have a conversation about the offseason. I know, but it truly, it's deeply, deeply impressive what he did. And given the fact that he, did he win last year? 
He did not. They gave that to the Vegas Golden Knights coach. Oh, yeah. yeah. He deserved it, yeah. Yeah, he had a good run. Yeah. I mean, so I feel like, given the fact that he coached to a Stanley Cup and then came and turned around the Islanders, I feel like... And the fact, and we're going to have a more in-depth more conversation about their offseason, but the fact that you're seeing players now that want to stay oh. because of Barry Trotz and what's going on on the island with Lou Amarillo, like Jordan Eberle, mm-hmm. and that's a whole other conversation. Um, I go with Barry Trotz, mm-hmm. so we'll go there. Uh, the Calder Trophy for... Best rookie. This is a this is a fun one because mm. it's Jordan Bennington, uh, who we just saw at St. Louis Blues, uh, Rasmus Dahlin, Buffalo Sabres, and then Elias Peterson from the Vancouver Canucks. Interesting. Uh, I would say that prior to, I would actually still say Bennington. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But he didn't play for the entire season. This is where it gets dicey, right? right. Because he didn't play the entire season. Yeah. He only started playing in January. So he played half a season. Yeah, there's, yeah so I feel like it's unlikely. Uh, I, I like Elias Peterson's story because he kind of is this like bright star that's happening with the Vancouver Canucks. But I don't know. Do you think people would just be sentimental with the half season? I, you know, I'm going to go with Bennington. They're not going to give him. They're not going to give him any of the other trophies. So I'm going to go with Bennington. I think. Yeah, but it, it feels unlikely to me that he'll win. Feels unlikely. I agree. He only plays like a few months. Would you go with either um, Peterson or Rasmus Dahlin? Um, I can't even pronounce his name. <laughs> Rasmus? Uh, maybe we'll go with the Canucks, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're only going with the Lions. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll but, go with the Swede. All yeah. right. Uh, the Hart Trophy, Sidney Crosby Penguins, Nikita Kucherov, the Lightning, and then Connor McDavid, the Oilers. Of course. Of course. And yeah. this is, okay, so this trophy is voted on by the Players Association. Mm-hmm. So the Players Association is giving this trophy out to who they believe is the best player um, out there. Uh, I would say a couple months ago, you would have given it to Kucherov. Yes, I hands agree. down. I think he's going to win because of the fact that he technically was the best player of the whole year yeah. up until he did nothing in the postseason. But we're not going to be mean about the Tampa Bay Lightning, even though they crushed our hearts. Yeah, even they crushed our brackets. Yeah. We won't be mean about it. But right. I don't. Yeah, I think they're just they're going to go with Kucherov. I don't. Connor be. McDavid can't yeah. only because they gave it to him last year and he didn't even get the Edmonton Oilers to the playoffs. And I think this year. He's a great player, but and we'll have again a whole conversation about him. But they didn't get in the playoffs. No, and I love Sid. You know, I love Sid. I love Sid too. But he wasn't batting pucks out of the air like he was last year. I don't think he did anything this year that was really. Well, they were saying that it was strange that he actually probably should have been in a conversation about defensive forward because oh, his defensive game has gotten a lot better over the years. So. I mean... That's what he picked his summer to spend perfecting. Was his, yeah, he was like, I'm going to become probably. the best defenseman in the league. <laughs> <laughs> the, fact, yeah. the fact that he's just going to spend his summer just doing hockey things. Yes. So, I agree, Charles Barkley. Yes. From your Kawhi to uh, Sidney Crosby. Oh, Sidney Crosby. Um, and then General Manager of the Year, we've got Doug Armstrong for the Blues. Uh, Don Sweeney, uh, he is the Bruins, I believe. Oh, and then uh, Don Waddell. Interesting. So, uh, so Waddell is the Hurricanes. So, this is where, think about it, like two months ago, right. I say Blues. I think they're going to give it to Armstrong. Even though they didn't realize he was going to win, I think he made bold moves. Yeah, I, agree. I would agree. To the way that he did trades and how he got people in and yeah. who signed for the free agency, I think they're going to pick him because he's, he's doesn't, he hasn't shied away from a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say, like, to me, I'm surprised that the Bruins are even in this conversation, even though technically they were a really great team. I felt like the Bruins didn't make any splashy kind of signings. I don't know how that 
translates like into the, anything. Because, yeah, I think one of the, like, the big narratives of their core of their team that was playing at like, one in 2011, they had a lot of the same players. Yeah. It's not, like, that many shakeups or that many, like, yeah, bold moves. And I think the Hurricanes GM, it, it was great because they had a change in coaching, and then they did that whole thing where, like, they traded, like, a lot of their players and mm-hmm. they got other players in. But I feel like, um, I think I think it's going to go to Doug Armstrong. Yeah. But uh, we'll find out. Yeah. Hosted NHL awards hosted by uh, our Keen. favorite Keenan Thompson. Yes. AKA Mighty Duck. I'm very excited to see what his jokes are. <laughs> Do you think he's going to bring the Mighty Ducks into his jokes? Uh, probably. Will he talk about his knuckle puck? Oh my God, I would love it if he did. Because that would be, I think that'd be amazing if he showed up in a Mighty Ducks jersey. Oh. Or if he had Mighty Ducks people come on stage with him and or do a video. Yes. Yes. I, I would go with any of that. That would be an entertaining night. I'm very excited for the NHL Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Which tends to not be so crazy, like in yeah. the sense of the kinds of speeches and things that they do. Right. Kind of very, you know, oh, yeah, vanilla yeah. type stuff. Um, but maybe and I feel like they always do them in like what seems to be an auditorium that they like just like threw a stage into. It's like the saddest. Like they couldn't like do it like in an actual like stadium, actually like auditorium. And the, you know the jokes haven't been that great too. No. I think every year, and like, no. it just depends. But they could do a lot to jazz up these awards to make them. They, I mean, truly, bring in anyone who knows how to run an award show and let them do something. You have money. I'm surprised they just don't, like, try to get more celebrity types to I come I truly in. feel like they usually sit in folding chairs. <laughs> like, you like... I think the awards are in Las Vegas again, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm correct. Yeah. Folding chairs sounds about right. Yeah, I feel like they're always just, like, sitting in folding chairs that they, like, threw into, like, what seems to be a gymnasium. I think the only exciting thing that I've ever seen at the NHL Awards is the year that they did the draft at the NHL yes, Awards. Yes, that was very exciting. Because you had those poor players that were sitting there finding out that their teammates were being taken in the uh, draft. When, yeah, Florida comes expansion. out in yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights jersey. Yeah, that was super dramatic. dramatic. But again, it was on, like, this weird black stage that they just, like, put up in, like, a random room. This, this isn't, like, the regular, like, Academy Awards and Emmys where they yeah. have a stage where they, like, decided that they're going to build a sound stage of, like, beautiful decorations. You're right. It's just, like, like curtains. You can do, like, the Beacon Theater. Do, like, any, like, Radio City Music Hall. Like, you can do it anywhere you want, NHL. No. It no. doesn't have to be this low production value. Like... No, so this is why <laughs> they're also not going to ever be on regular... Yes. TV. Yes. They have to be on a cable television channel. Absolutely. Or uh, NHL TV. Yeah, you have to really hunt to find it because nobody wants to watch this. Andy Cohen came. Let Andy Cohen have a say in how your award show looks. He could do a great job with He'd it. He probably do a great job. Yeah, let him have some say in how it ru- in how it's run. That would be amazing. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And then um, we will talk more about the outcome of the awards, the NHL draft, and free agency. Because even though hockey is over for us to watch, there's still so many thoughts we've got still going into the offseason. So much to talk about. So much to talk about. That's what hockey is. All year round. All year round. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we love you, Tuca. <laughs> that's a very It's great, not your fault, Tuca. That's the consolation prize that you get. Yeah. You don't get the cup, but you get, yeah. you get our love for you. Exactly. You no matter what Boston you. says, you did nothing wrong. <laughs>